When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm very excited for today's episode. I know I didn't upload last week and that was because I just had so much going on. As you guys know, I'm a full-time women's coach and also, you know, social media influencer through my podcast, you know, the vibes, um, through TikTok, through Instagram. Um, But the bulk of my career is really women's coaching. And so I was getting ready to take in my next influx of clients which starts next week so I go in these kind of like three-month containers so the last container started in June this one starts in September and then it goes until December so then my next clients will come in in December so I take clients every three months so I was cycling out all of my current clients and I still have one more girl to cycle out and I was cycling out all my current clients while also trying to onboard and get ready for all my new clients so it was just a really hectic week and also Jeremiah and I were moving out of New York because we just went there for the month and so yeah so it was just kind of a lot going on and and yeah so that's kind of why I didn't upload this last week and also I was in my like menstruation phase of my cycle so I was like you know um, bleeding and just kind of I was just kind of like in my own space I just didn't want to be online but today's episode is about 10 things that women allow that they absolutely should not and things that have kind of become normalized that women allow men to do and the reason that I'm framing it as women allowing men to do these things and not just things that men do is because it is true that all of the things that men do in relationship with us we allow we allow all of these things and there's this kind of um insidious patriarchal um women kind of like uh i don't know like kind of like officials of the patriarchy right so there's these this kind of like insidious energy of women being uh you know officials or uh generals of the patriarchy in like the patriarchal army if we want to call it and the reason i say that is because women will uphold the patriarchy particularly in the ways that they allow uh, disrespect and oppression from their male counterparts in relationship to them, they will uphold that aggressively to other women and to their daughters. And so really what it is, is that women themselves, when they settle, when they allow oppression, right? So let's say... um, a woman, right, she uh, has allowed and internalized that, um, let's say, cheating or let's say like going to a strip club, right, is normal. 
So she allows her man to go to the strip club every weekend. And deep, 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 deep down inside of her, it hurts her. But it's so locked away and it's so far away. And on top of that, layers and layers and layers, she has desensitized herself and made herself um, palatable to this man. And she has denied her desires and denied her truth and denied her intuition and denied her real self. This continual denial, 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 right? That so many women partake in. If women are going to engage with, you know, the me- the the mainstream way that men are acting, they absolutely have to self-deny and self-abandon. So when women have made an entire life around their self-abandonment, they have uh, had children and uh, chosen a life partner and done all these things with this man, uh, centering him and centering their life together that has required her to unconsciously self-abandon so many times that it has become her lifestyle. When she sees another woman not doing that, it is very deeply triggering and she desires to put that woman in her place because she does not want to face the layers of her own misery. And so what happens is that women become agents, that's the word I was looking for earlier, agents of the patriarchy women become agents of the patriarchy, particularly in the ways that it involves relating to men on an intimate and romantic level. And so women themselves will try to put other women in check because when another woman is freeing herself and she is not self-abandoning, that woman herself has to face, wait, I didn't have to do that. This is the life that I settled for because I thought that this was what I had to do. I thought I every man did this. I thought I absolutely had to do this for survival, for love, for life. I thought I had to do this, so I did it. And my boyfriend really was talking about this with... um with men and it's the same thing right he kind of talks about in his podcast which everybody should listen to it's called gates of perception um it is so fucking good he has his latest episode about why porn is really damaging for men um but with that he speaks about how um you know with men it's the same thing men who see other men being free being sensitive, being protective, being in their divine masculine, being in their heart, being open, feeling, right? They get extremely angry because they realize that they had to, that they chose to strip themselves of their their authenticity and deny themselves and mutilate themselves emotionally to do what they had to do to be accepted as a man. So that was my my boyfriend's original thought and his kind of idea. And then we also discussed how it how it really relates to women as well as far as the patriarchy, right? And so you will see other women will try to keep other women in line, whether that is a mother or a sister, a friend, whatever it is. So if That woman, for example, lets her man go to the strip club every weekend, right? She has convinced herself, even though deep, deep, deep down inside of her, and she probably might not ever be able to admit, it hurts her. It makes her feel, you know, um, 
it makes her feel unloved. It makes her feel unworthy. It makes her feel sad. It makes her feel insecure. But on top of that, because she has chosen to do it, because she has chosen to allow that, she has to come off nonchalant. She has to come off, I don't care what he does. I'm not insecure. I don't care, whatever. So she has to come off on that layer, right? Because she's denied herself. So when she sees another woman, let's say me, um, this is a fictional scenario, but let's say she sees another woman that says, absolutely not. I will never tolerate that. And on top of that, I have a man who will never do it. It's not even that I won't tolerate it. I also have a man who won't tolerate it as well. He would never do it. Never. Because he's not patriarchal. Because he's not misogynistic. Because he deeply cares for me. Because he understands how sacred our union is. If you are actually devoting yourself to your union, that's the difference in, in modern society right now. Relationships have become... And have been for a very long time, not even in, you know, modernity. Um, For a very long time, they have been these spaces for self-abandonment. And they have lacked genuine, true love and devotion. If you want actual, true love and devotion from both parts, from your husband as well as yourself, from your man as well as yourself... You're, if you want a man who actually is in his values, committed to you, deeply, you know, devotional, deeply empowered, who is a sacred man. If you want a man like that, he's not going to be going to a strip club. If you want a man who is anti-misogynistic, he's not going to be going to a strip club. And so when a woman dares to claim her deepest desires and refuses to settle and then actually receives that, it's very triggering for a lot of other women. It's very triggering. And especially, I think, in the part where they haven't received it yet. So, for example, when I, uh, you know, before I had met Jeremiah, right, I think that space is a very vulnerable space for a lot of women before they have their standards, they have their boundaries, but they have not yet met the man that they're going to be with. And so women who are self-abandoning will use that to say, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. See, there's no man. See, you're not ever going to get it. See, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. And so they get very triggered. And so the point of this is that when women who have chosen to pledge allegiance to the patriarchy through their romantic relationships with men see women completely free, completely claiming their desires, completely unrestricted, completely in their hearts, and wildly expressed, it is very triggering. And so... We understand it and we have compassion for it. But I want to talk about all of, you know, not all of them. There's an infinite, really, amount of ways, unfortunately. But I'm going to talk about 10 ways that women really self-abandon in relationships, things that have been normalized and things that are not okay. And if you want to reclaim yourself, reclaim your truest desires and come into your fullest embodiment, you absolutely must claim your true heart's desires and stop tolerating this bullshit. So let's get into it. Also, my coaching program, I've gotten so many questions. So I'm currently at full capacity with my girls that are in my program right now that are coming in actually next week. And then they go are going to go for the next three months. And my next coaching availabilities are in December. My coaching program focuses on um, ending cycles of self-abandonment with women, um, taking full accountability for victimhood and patterns and all of these patterns in your life with toxic and abusive men. 
healing your sexuality, really coming into your wildly expressed sensuality and sexuality um, while also moving through sensual, sexual density and really connecting you to your womb. It also focuses on femininity, teaching you how to date properly, and uh, really just making you a sovereign and a full and complete woman. And it's a very, very beautiful program. And the women that graduate are, I always cry when they graduate. It's like, it's so beautiful, this program. And the women have the best results and I just love them so much. So anyway, if you would like to join, you can come in next December. So that's my next coaching availability. I'm completely booked until December. And then you can book a free introduction call with me on my website. So my website is victoriadevall.com and you can book a free introduction call for 30 minutes. It's a little introduction call for me to tell you, you know, what my program is, you know, all of the information about it and for me to see kind of where you're at and see if we're a good fit. So you can do that free introduction call through my website and, and yeah, and we can see if you'd like to secure your spot for December. So the first thing that has become kind of normalized in our society that is absolutely not okay is them, your man, checking out other women while you are out, checking out other women while you're out, having wandering eyes, and this idea that it's not wrong if he looks, right? That is is an example of women... Um, self-abandoning and then kind of creating all these narratives to justify and feel safe and okay and comfortable in their self-abandonment behavior. So this idea of it's not wrong if he looks, um, whatever, as long as he doesn't touch, it doesn't matter, is a way to cope with their not shit men. And it's not actually their real heart desires, right? So as women, our real heart's desires is to be deeply committed to and to be deeply safe, right? So our dynamic with men, if you are a monogamous woman, uh, if you are a monogamous woman and you are looking for a relationship with a man, then your natural, your heart's desires are going to look pretty, pretty similar to other women, right? In that same niche, right? So for women looking for monogamous relationships with heterosexual men, what your heart desires is deep commitment because the balance there between masculine and feminine looks like you need to have his full commitment in this beautiful container where you feel completely devoted to as a woman and then you can open up in your femininity. That's his deep devotion and his commitment to you makes you feel safe to open up. So when there's these leaking areas where he can look at other women, he can have wandering eyes, that makes you not able to go into your deepest depths of femininity. Most women have never touched their deepest depths of femininity, which is basically just expression and feeling and surrender and openness and wildness and ferocity and truth telling, right? They've never experienced that. And so when there's a denial of a depth of it, they don't actually understand what that is. They don't understand what they're being denied of because they have not met themselves in that layer. And so it's easier for them to deny deny that it even is necessary because they've never experienced it. And so women deeply need to commit to themselves so that they can actually uh, understand what freedom looks like, what love looks like, what self-love looks like, what the love you want to receive looks like, what safety looks like for you. And women just need to really, uh, really own their heart's desires. Uh, going on to the next point, which is similar which is uh, 
having a celebrity crush or commenting on that person, uh, commenting on other women in front of you. So for example, um, knowing that your husband is, you know, really sexually attracted to Taylor Swift or something like that, knowing that your husband is really sexually attracted to Zendaya, this is deeply inappropriate deeply inappropriate it will at your core make you feel unsafe it's absolutely unacceptable um it's normal and natural to feel fleeting senses of attraction to another being right so if someone is attractive and I see them on the street I acknowledge in my head that they're attractive and I keep it pushing but it's when it's the actual act of attaching to that desire and that and that attraction and desiring and choosing to further it so there's a difference between registering in your head that someone is attractive, right? You're walking on the street, you register that person is attractive, but because you are deeply devoted to your partner, you look, you keep walking. You don't even think about it for a second. It's just the way that your brain processes information. The same way you process that someone has a pink shirt on, you also process if you find that person attractive. But because someone's pink shirt is not of interest to you, you keep it pushing and you keep walking and you don't even register it really that consciously. It's the same thing with attraction. You register that someone is physically attractive to you, but because that is not of interest to you to further that attraction, you keep it pushing. But that goes to another layer that women have self-abandoned, which is the idea that a man can choose to further and invest time in his attraction to other women, which comes to the third point of watching porn. This, they all go hand in hand, right? This kind of self-abandoning idea, how far does it go? How far do you let it go, right? Because if you're like, well, he can look at other women as long as he doesn't touch them. Well, then he can pay for OnlyFans. Well, then he can watch porn. He can, you know, pay for a porn website. He can pay for phone sex, right? As long as he doesn't um, engage with them physically, right? He's just looking at other women. And if you even take out the phone sex, he's just looking at other women. He can pay for someone's OnlyFans that he has absolutely no idea who they are. They're just an influencer, right? That is the same exact thing as watching porn but women because we are self-abandoning when we are allowing this type of behavior we when a new depth of it occurs or a different uh, manifestation of it occurs it triggers us right so right now we have women saying well he can watch porn but he can't but he can't you know pay for someone's only fans what's the difference because he's paying money for it, he's paying $10 a month, really, is the same shit. He wants to look at other women naked and invest his time into jacking off to and having a favorite porn star. It's the same thing. On, on porn, he's going to have a favorite porn star that he is invested in her. He is invested into his attraction to her. It's not just he sees this woman, he registers, she's attractive, and he looks the other way because he's in a committed relationship to you. He's actually saying... I am attracted to this woman and I am going to invest a lot of time and energy into furthering this attraction and to attaching to this attraction. I'm going to jack off to her. I'm going to think about her. I'm going to fantasize about her. I want to look at her naked. I'm going to fantasize about touching her. I'm not going to actually touch her, but I am investing my time and attaching to my attraction to her. 
So that is the truth about porn. They can say, I don't care about her, and that's true. He doesn't emotionally care about her, but physically he cares about her very much, right? He's paying for her her content because what we are letting slide as women is that you can invest your time and energy into being physically attracted and sexually attracted to other women as long as you do not physically touch them. And that is a very massive area of self-abandonment with women. Massive area. And it's because women have for centuries felt like, if I don't allow this, I will end up alone. That is the only reason that women tolerate it. First of all, because they hate themselves and hate being alone, which is a problem in itself. And second of all, because their standards and their their perceived, you know, uh, their perceived men are so low, their standards for their the perceived man that they would want to be with are so low that they feel that if they hold standards, they will not get with anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, the men who are really amazing require very amazing women. That's just the truth of it. And you know what really amazing women, you know what attracts really amazing men? is women who are wildly expressed, who do not settle, who are in their power. My man would have never wanted me if I was not in my power and if I was not holding him accountable and if I did not continually give him opportunities to rise. A man wants a woman, an amazing man, a holy man, an incredible man, wants a woman who is powerful, fierce in her expression. That is what attracts a man, your embodiment. That's what it, sorry, that's what attracts an amazing man, a sacred man, a holy man, a divine masculine man, your embodiment. If you want to, you know, get with those types of men, the first thing you have to do is start being, stop being afraid to be alone, wildly commit to yourself and free yourself from all of your shackles. That's the first step. For me, that took around two years of deep commitment to myself. My journey was around five years long. Of course, the journey is continuous and now I'm just in a different phase of it. But that phase of my journey was around five years long, but then two years specifically about solitude and deep commitment and freeing myself of shackles. And so it's just another area that women self-abandon, which is saying, you know, um, that slippery slope, right? And so there's a difference between um, there's nothing wrong with you can't help if you walk on the side of the street and you see an attractive person and you register that they're attractive. Of course not, right? The same way I register someone has brown hair, I'm going to say, oh, that person is attractive. That's just a natural way that your brain processes information. But very different from that, which is what women are trying to put under that same umbrella, and they were very different, is a man seeing an attractive woman and then lusting after her and a and investing time and energy into sexually attaching to her and emotionally or physically attaching to her through jacking off to her, through looking at pictures of her, through engaging in, in with her, right? He's engaging with the idea, even if it's just of her body and he doesn't, you know, emotionally care about her at all, right? He's still investing time into his attraction. He is forming an attachment to his attraction. That's very different. That's very different than just you know, registering someone as attractive and keeping it pushing because you're deeply devoted to your wife. Very different. I think I'm on four right now. I think I think I'm on four. I just checked my list, but I, I think I'm on four. I think I kind of went out of order. 
So next one, guys, going to a strip club. These ones are all like similar um, kind of as we're starting. So the next one is going to a strip club. And for obvious reasons, as I just expressed, absolutely unacceptable. Next one after that is having a bachelor party at a strip club. Absolutely insane. Literally insane. And any high quality man would never go to a strip club. Any man who is anti-misogynistic deeply, like not just, oh yeah, women should, you know, pay half. No, a man who is deeply committed to unearthing his own shadows of misogyny in his own self, a man who deeply uh, is accountable and holds himself accountable and holds other men accountable and is always open to learning and understanding and seeing where he can do better. No, that that's different. And a man like that, he would not go to a strip club. And on top of that, even when he's single, he wouldn't go, right? But on top of that, especially when he's in a relationship, he's not going to go because he's deeply committed to you. Why would he go? You want to choose a man who's husband material, a man who's immature and sees, you know, uh, going to a strip club and engaging with naked women as acceptable is not the type of man for you. You don't want a loser who wants to go get hard with his friends and stare at other women and froth at the mouth. How disgusting and embarrassing. What a loser. Like you don't want a loser, right? Or a lot of women do because they want to settle and they just they just want a man. They just want someone because they're afraid of themselves. They don't want to be alone. So they just want to feel some something in themselves. They haven't, you know, taken their shackles off of themselves and gone to those depths within themselves so a lot of women will settle very much for a loser but that's not what we're doing here that's not what this podcast is about that's not what I'm about that's not what my work is about obviously you guys know me some of my TikToks about it's not what my podcast my YouTube nothing that's not it's not the fucking vibe here I'm not teaching women how to settle I'm teaching women how to be in their fullest most wildly expressed expression of themselves how to feel deeply comfortable in themselves how to get the right man how you know all that kind of thing So also see a man, you have to start thinking of men as are they husband material? A man who's going to a strip club the night before his wedding because he sees his wedding as a death sentence is not fucking husband material. He is using you. Listen to my podcast on why marriage doesn't serve women and how to make marriage serve women because he's using you as free labor, emotional labor, physical labor, uh, Uh, childbearing labor he wants children so he needs to use a woman to birth him children he wants uh, food and support and unconditional love and unconditional sex he wants all of that so he's using you as a woman but he's not actually excited to be a husband he's not excited about marriage in itself besides the benefits that it gives him he sees women as a baby making machine or as a a source for you know um you know societal standard right okay it's weird to not be married past this age okay I'm gonna get married to this woman it serves him he's not excited to be a husband and he's not excited about your union it's not that deep to him yeah that's gonna come back to bite you in the ass if you settle for that that's something that women settle for as fuck most women who are married are in relationships with men like that most do you want to be one of those women Okay, well, you got to do something about it. Um, Next part is actually goes very flows very nicely is put your children before your marriage. That is very important. 
Okay, I think we're on six. I like keep forgetting because I'm kind of just going intuitively now, but I think we're on six. So this one is about the idea that women should put their children before their marriage and before their man. And this is the worst possible thing you could probably ever do. Do not put your children before your marriage. Do not prioritize your children before your marriage. Do not do that. You will live the worst fucking life if you do that. Many women are in, again, these unfulfilling marriages. They have never really, you know, come into their own power. They are very, you know, self-abandoning. They don't actually have a good man. They, you know, pretend they have a good man so that they can post on Facebook or on Instagram and, you know, have these family photos. But deep inside, they're yearning. Their heart's deepest desires are not met. They are not fulfilled. They are not fulfilled emotionally, sexually, physically. They're not fulfilled, right? That's most women on earth. And so, which is sad. I saw a TikTok and it said, um, it said something like, you know, uh, when you realize your mother's entire life has been a tragedy. Yeah, that's a collective shared experience because that's how most women are existing right now. Do you want your life to be a tragedy? Well, you have to do something about it because if you just continue on with the status quo, your life will follow along with the status quo. The status quo right now is that women's entire lives are tragedies and their marriages are terrible, their relationships are terrible, and their heart's yearnings are never met. So let's talk about how to not have that experience. Okay, so basically the reason that you should not put your children before your marriage is because your marriage, first of all, let, I'm not even talking about the benefits for the children. The first first and foremost, right, if you want to talk about the children, is that the most important thing for the children is that they see their parents in a healthy relationship if their parents are together. If you guys are separated and you're co-parenting, it's about having respect, you know, the man having respect for the woman. If the man is not a good husband, or sorry, not a good uh, safe person in general or a safe dad it's your responsibility to revoke his privileges of seeing his children and then you don't have to have respect for him so it's a little bit different um, we try at all costs to avoid being a single mom by uh, getting married first vetting a man very very deeply not having children by a man who's not extremely excited to make you his queen make you his wife um, but uh, if if you do end up when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. As a single mom, which is totally fine, and it's it's really hard, but it's totally fine, and it's really sacred in itself. Um, um, that's its own journey. And I'm not talking about that in this episode. What I'm talking about is having a marriage 
But being a single mom is very, very uh, sacred, very, very difficult and uh, and is really a rites of passage. My mom was a single mom. One of my best friends, Brittany, uh, her she was a single mom with her son and her son's father was completely absent. And then she, you know, claimed her heart's desires, stayed true to herself and ended up with the most amazing man who is the best dad to her son. And she has now uh, two other kids with him and they're engaged to be married. So you know, there's not like it's a death sentence to be a single mom. Being a single mom is a beautiful thing and a rites of passage, but it is very difficult. And if we can avoid difficulty and making ourselves be in very difficult and struggling situations, we should try to, right? And so for women who are single moms, no shame at all. You are amazing and keep doing your best and keep protecting your children and showing up the best way you can. Um, But probably many single moms would attest that it is very difficult. So now we're going to talk about being in partnership with your husband, right? So if you are in partnership with your husband and you have children, which in my opinion is the best way to go about having children because it protects you the most. So to have a husband, but not just have a husband, to even get a husband, you have to vet him aggressively, intently, and very, very... um, comprehensively and have a way to vet this man to make sure he is husband material. Now that you've vetted a man and he's husband material and now that you're in an amazing marriage with a man who is so excited to make you his queen, so excited to make you his wife, who is so devoted to you and so committed to you. So that's now what we're talking about. Now that we're in that situation, now that we've vetted him properly, we are getting married to this man. Now what do we do? Okay, so you want to have kids, right? The way that you are best suited to go about having children is to ensure that you make sure that your uh, husband is still your number one priority. The reason for this, of course, with children, of course, children are, you know, um, their benefit from having their parents in a healthy relationship, right? I kind of went on that tangent about single moms because, of course, I don't want single moms to feel like if they are not, you know, their child isn't seeing them in a single, sorry, in a healthy relationship because they're single. Um, that's, you know, horrible. I'm talking about parents. It's, it's not horrible. So that's not bad. It's, you know, as long as your child sees you healthy and happy, that is the most important thing. So if you are a single mom, make sure that you are committing to yourself. You're doing the inner work. You are healthy and happy. You are doing the inner work. You're doing your shadow work. You're doing those types of things to see all your unconscious because your kids will trigger the fuck out of you. So you want to make sure that you have a relationship with all of your unconscious layers. You're doing the work for yourself, right? So that's the most important important thing. Now, in a relationship with your husband, if you guys are in a marriage, you want to make sure that you keep putting your husband first. The reason for this is many women start self-abandoning through their children. This is a massive issue. They start self-abandoning through their children and they use their children as an excuse to not actually have a good relationship with their partner. So you see this all the time. Women uh, choose and settle for these men that are actually not shit and are really bad partners and they're not actually husband material, but they turned out to be their husband because that's what they settled for. And so they choose this man, but they're unfulfilled. Their heart's desires are not fulfilled like we were talking about. And so what do they do? They have kids. And why do they have kids? Yes, sure. Okay. She wants to be a mother. But the other reason is that she wants to get her needs met somewhere. 
She wants to feel that yearning in her heart. She wants to feel that yearning in her womb. She wants to feel this yearning within her. This yearning that her husband and herself are supposed to be meeting, she does not have met because she has never committed to herself and she therefore has a not shit husband and a not shit relationship with herself. And so therefore she tries to have children to fill that void. And what happens with, I would say, majority of women is they have children. They're trying to fill this yearning in themselves. And they over-prioritize their children over themselves and over their relationship with their husband and their partner. And what happens is that women are do that because if they actually started prioritizing their partner, they would have to sit with the fact that their partner can't fucking meet their needs. Their partner actually isn't a good fucking partner for them. They don't want to sit with that. So they hide through their children. And so what you want is you don't want to hide from anything. You don't want to hide. You want to live a life in truth, wildly expressed in your fullness, claiming your heart's deepest desires. And so when you do have children, make sure that first of all, you have vetted extensively this man. You have gone married to him and you have children and you still prioritize your relationship with your husband. Your relationship with your husband will outlast your relationship with your children. Of course, your relationship with your children is for life, right? However, your relationship with your husband, your children will go to college, they will get married, they will live their own lives. Your relationship with your husband outlasts it. It outlasts it. Your relationship with your husband is your sacred choice. This is your union. This is your space for self-development. This is your space for, for love and, and for devotion and for your needs to be met. Not your children. Your children aren't going to be meeting your needs. Besides, of course, love. And you're going to, you know, expand in, in your, you know, unconditional love. You're going to be meeting their needs. Your children aren't going to be giving, you know, you know, back to you. They don't owe you to, you know, make dinner for, you know, they don't get, you're not going to make you dinner on Friday nights. You know, you're going to have to make food for them and, and get them ready for school and, and possibly work a job and do all this stuff, right? So your kids are a space where you give, you give and you receive love back. If you do it correctly, if you parent, you know, in a way that's healthy, right? You're going to receive love back and it's going to expand your heart a million times and it will likely be worth it if you do it the right way. But for many women, it ends up not being worth it because they overinvest in their children and they hope because they are unfulfilled that they hope that their children can fill that void and they never will. And even if they do for a moment, let's say from ages zero to 10, once your children hit 10 years old, they start becoming their own person. Now they're no longer this, this little thing that you kind of bring around that's an extension of you. Now they're kind of their own. And now they stop meeting that need inside of you that your husband and yourself are supposed to fill. And for the rest of your life, they will not meet your needs. Maybe they do from zero to 10 because you can just play with them and they're an ex extension of yourself and you can just like burrow yourself in that kind of hole. But once they start developing their own personality, their own desires, their own opinions, their own sexuality, their own want, their own relationships, it shifts. And for the rest of your life, it will shift. After that point, they will get married, they will go to college, they will have their own jobs, they will move to a different city, country, state. 
And so what remains? Your relationship with you and your relationship with your husband. And so it is of the utmost importance to prioritize both of those relationships and see your children as a vessel and as a way for you to serve and experience more unconditional love. To serve. This, this a beautiful experience that you have to experience more unconditional love, to learn a lot, to be faced with yourself a lot, but it's a phase. What outlasts that? Your relationship with you as well. That's really the main thing. Your relationship with you, that's really the mistake that women make. They use their children as a way to avoid their relationship with themselves. Because if they're actually having a relationship with themselves then they would be able to, first of all, choose a good man and second of all, leave a man that's not good for them. So really what it is, is that women use children as a way to avoid their relationship with themselves and we really need to stop doing that. It's, it becomes a, a tragedy and it's not romanticized and it's not cute. So we really need to think about that and think about yourself you will you came into this world yourself and you will die yourself and all that will outlast you if you have this if you commit to yourself will be the relationship you created with yourself with god and in your union with your husband that's it that will be what outlasts you that's what your soul will take besides that Everything else is just an experience and just a journey and just fun, right? But what actually outlasts you is your union with your beloved, your union with God, and your union with yourself. That is, those are the only three things that will outlast you and that you can take with you. You can take nothing with you, nothing, besides how much, how much freedom you experienced in your own soul. And the, the union you created with your beloved. That's it, right? Your union with God is basically how free you got and how committed you became to God, which basically is how much you ascended in your soul. And then your relationship with your beloved is if it's a true great love, if it's a true actual experience of divine love, you can take that one with you. That love that you guys create, that comes with you. That's it. And so the point is that children become this way for women to self-abandon and we got to stop doing that guys let's move on to the next one another thing i think this is seven another thing that women tolerate that they should no longer tolerate is a man making them a baby mama a man making you a baby mama that is not a fucking vibe and first of all we need to address the when men tell you i want to give you a baby He's not telling you he wants to make you his queen. He's not telling you he wants to make you his wife. He's not telling you he's so excited to be a husband and so excited to commit to you. What he's telling you in that is, I want a child and I want you to do that for me. I want you to labor. I want you to serve and I want you to raise this child. I want you to do it. I want to give you a child, like literally give it to you. I don't want to, you know, uh, birth this child. I don't want to take responsibility for this child. I don't want to, you know, be with this child every day. I just want to 
further my seed, right? I just have this biological desire to procreate. And you seem like a, a good, you, you probably a good mother, right? So we have to acknowledge um, where we kind of romanticize this idea of being a man's object for birth. Many women, let's take Nick Cannon, sees, sorry, many men like Nick Cannon see women as baby-making machines. Yeah, he might be nice to them, pay child support, whatever, but he essentially sees that woman as a baby-making machine to further his own agenda and serve his own needs. You're not a baby-making machine. You're not a baby-making machine. You're not. You're not an object. And that's another version of being objectified. And because it has happened so long and so often and so historically, right, women have been seen as this kind of, um, you know, uh, historically, like, I need to give him a son. And if I can't give him a son, he's going to go to another baby making machine and give, make her give him a son. Right. So it's this kind of this programming we have kind of internalized that we are baby making machines for our husbands or for men in general. And you're not. And you need to stop tolerating that bullshit. And you also have to start acknowledging where you are actually romanticizing this version of I'm going to be, you know, his baby mama, I'm going to be whatever, whatever you're thinking and start acknowledging that he doesn't want to make you his queen. He doesn't want to make you his wife. He wants to receive a child. He wants you to give something to him. He wants to take. That's it. He wants to take from you. He wants you to do him a service. He wants you to give him your labor by raising his child, right? So stop romanticizing being a baby mama. Stop tolerating it. You know, you have the option to abort. You have the option to, um, you know, choose to uh, miscarry or create an abortion, you know, miscarry through herbs and whatnot like that. And you absolutely don't have to tolerate this. You don't have to tolerate your own suffering. Stop romanticizing being a baby mama. It's not, it's not, you know, going to serve you deeply. It will create more suffering. And of course, there's ways to make it work. There's a million baby mamas who have overcome these hurdles, right? Who have overcome this, you know, struggle that has been, they have chosen and they've experienced and they've chosen this kind of struggle. And, uh, and it's, it, you know, they've, they make it amazing and they've, you know, conquer this and, and whatnot. But if you have not yet been in that situation, so it's no hate at all to baby mamas or any any single moms or anything like that. Not at all. Deep respect, deep reverence. And I wish that they all, you know, overcome these obstacles that are planted in their lives. You know, there's obstacles when you're parenting alone. It's very difficult. And I wish that they experience all of the freedom and all of the support that they deserve. Of course. But if you have not yet experienced this, you don't need to go through that hurdle and experience that hardship. You don't need to. You don't need to. It's not necessary, right? If you've already experienced it, then now that's your sacred story. That's your sacred story in your own life. That's your sacred experience in this life. That's your own story. But for someone who has not experienced that yet, they don't need to make that their story. You don't need to make that your story. And so... If you would like to make your life as little struggling as possible, what you should start romanticizing is a man who is excited to be a husband. 
Which brings me to my next point. Am I on eight or nine? I think I'm on nine. Which brings me to my next point, which is something that women should stop tolerating, is long periods of begging to be married. Where women are trying to get married with this man. They've been dating him for seven years. Please, hang it up. Stop the bullshit. You do not want to marry a man like that. That's the thing is that women see marriage as this, you know, thing that makes them feel worthy. So they don't care if they marry a man who's actually marriage material. They just care that they have the status of married. Now that's a problem. And so start only romanticizing and creating attachments to the idea of a man who is so excited to marry you. He doesn't want to wait fucking 10 years to marry you because he's excited as fuck. He'll marry you in a year and a half. He'll marry, sorry, he'll propose to you a year, a year and a half, a year and and three quarters. You know what I mean? He's going to propose to you in less than two years for sure. Because he is excited to be your husband. He's excited to make you his wife. The issue is women have settled for the idea that they don't have to actually choose men who are excited to be husbands. They just have to kind of convince and manipulate and control men into becoming husbands because it fulfills the status that they want. But we have to cut that out. The last thing that women tolerate that they should stop tolerating is this enmeshed sort of relationship with a man's mother and family now let's really get into this I believe this is 10 so let's really get into this so a lot of men so let's actually start at the root a lot of mothers and my my boyfriend actually writes a lot about this on his Instagram um, which is by Ermias which is b-y-e-r-m-e-a-s So a lot of mothers, like I talked about, they're deeply unfulfilled in their lives. They have children so that they will, you know, try to, they hope that they will fill this void within them. It never does. And what happens is that especially when they have sons, they will become emotionally incestuous with their sons and become emotionally enmeshed with their sons. And a lot of men... Because they are children, you know, they were children and they never saw a man treat their mother right and their mother encouraged this emotionally incestuous relationship with her. They become adult men who are extremely overprotective of their mom, extremely enmeshed with their mom, extremely, you know, um, just, yeah, enmeshed with their mom. And, And women, even on subtle levels, so in subtle ways, women who have um, men who have relationships with their mom that aren't overtly emotionally emotionally incestuous but they are still enmeshed and not really they don't give you the right vibe they it feels like why are you so overly invested in your mom like why are you so overly protective about your mom like that kind of thing you want to make sure that you're not going with a man like that And that you have open conversations with a man about this. And I think that this phenomenon is way more widespread than we think. Because it doesn't have to be so overt where like he is trying to, you know, um, pick his mom up every day. And he has to go have dinner with her every day. And he's, you know, super defensive over it. It doesn't have to be like that. It can also be more subtle levels where he's just 
overly, he kind of takes that role of her husband in very covert ways. And I think that this is way more uh, prevalent than we think because what is very prevalent is unfulfilled women. Unfulfilled women in unfulfilling partnerships or single and in unfulfilling relationships with themselves. So at their core, these are unfulfilled women. And when they have sons, they try to make their sons their husband in some sort of way. They try to make their son fulfill some sort of lack within them or they don't, they don't try to do that, but their son as a child innately sees their mother suffering and he volunteers himself to try to fill her voids. It's not wrong. It's not him doing something, you know, insidious or wrong. It is him just naturally as a child, as a seven-year-old, seeing his mother suffer and wanting to fill that void, which is why the most important thing for your children is that you have a healthy relationship and flourishing and fulfilling relationship with yourself and with your partner, but primarily with yourself. And so the child will naturally try to fill that void. And so even if she never asked for it, and even if she wasn't encouraging emotionally incestuous behavior or over-enmeshed relationship between her and her son, he himself might have taken on this role because he wanted to because he saw his mom suffering, right? And so if a man has not, as an adult, sat with this type of behavior, he will still be in these types of dynamics as an adult with his mother, which is why it's so odd that there's this conversation around who comes first, the wife, the child, or the mother. And to me, it's shocking that the mother is even on this list, right? You could not even pay me to ask me, you know, who comes first, your father, your child, or your husband? why is my father on the list? Of course, it's my husband and my child. Of course. Of course, it's my husband and my son. I, I love my father. I have respect for him, but he's not on that list. He's not my immediate family. He's not my immediate family is my husband and my child. No, it's not on the list. So to even put the mother on this list, this, this you know, mother instead of his wife and his child, even just shows how lost our society is. Why are we even having this conversation? The reason we're having this conversation is because men have no idea how to commit to their family units anymore. They have no idea how to commit to a woman anymore. They have no idea. It's, it's really, they know how to commit to a child. Sometimes they don't, but they know how. They know how to commit to a child. What they don't know how to do is commit to their wife and a woman. Now that has been a lost art. Many men are bringing it back though. Shout out to my man. <laughs> many men are bringing it back. There's a many, 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 many men who are very well versed in this art and want it. Many. But there are a ton of men who have lost this art completely. And what you need to do is stay the fuck away from those types of men. And another thing is that when women meet uh, their, another thing that women tolerate, I think this is 11, but we're just going to do it, is when they meet their partner's family. When women don't have a secure relationship with themselves, when they meet their partner's family, they're looking to be chosen. It's just another avenue of many where women are looking to people please, be chosen, looking for acceptance, looking for validation. And what I want you to do is when you meet your partner's family, be completely secure in yourself. I'm secure in who I am. I don't need to hide myself. I don't need to do this. I 
uh, if your partner has a good relationship with your family, so like say my my partner, he has a good relationship, say with his siblings and whatever. Okay, so I'm excited to meet his siblings because I naturally love whoever my man loves. If my man loves and his siblings mean a lot to him, then his siblings mean a lot to me and I love them too. That's just the way it is. And so I love them. I care for them. I respect them. I desire to be in relationship with them. However, I'm not looking to be chosen. I'm not looking to be liked. I'm not looking to be picked. I'm not looking to people please. I'm going to be kind, courteous, courteous, I mean, <laughs> uh, loving, respectful, because that's how I feel in my heart. But I'm not, you know, coming to this, this, you know, situation, meeting, let's say meeting his mom, like, oh my God, I hope she likes me. Oh my God, it's, no, I like myself. And also I like her. I respect her. I'm going to bring her flowers. I respect her. I like her, but I'm not looking to be chosen here. If we get along, amazing. That's what I desire. I desire to get along. If we don't, that's okay too. I desire deeply to get along with you. I desire to have a relationship with his sister. I desire it. I want to. I, I love her already, right? And, you know, um, his sisters are amazing. So they're like the sweetest girls ever. So I'm kind of talking about in general, not necessarily his, my, my you know, man situation. I'm just kind of talking in general to give you guys advice. Um, but even, you know, with his sisters, you know, amazing, amazing girls, like amazing women, right? Like the nicest, sweetest girls, really interesting, really unique, really dynamic, really cool girls that I, I deeply desire to be in, in relationship with them. I deeply desire that. But when I engage with them, I'm not looking to be chosen. I'm not looking to be picked. I don't feel that I have to gain their acceptance to gain my man's acceptance. Let's let's kill that idea too that you're the family has to approve of the partner uh, or else the you know the partner is not no that's just another way that we have allowed ourselves to self-abandon and you know be people pleasing or whatever. No, I'm approved of and chosen by my man. Therefore, I can't be not chosen. So I can come to these situations securely and uh, actually in my heart. When we're not actually coming to the situation, we're not actually coming to meeting people secure because we are feeling that if we make the wrong move, our man might leave us. We can't actually come to the situation authentic open in our hearts because on some level we're in a distortion because we're trying to be chosen so when you're actually secure in your relationship with your man with your husband with your partner with your man you can actually show up to meeting his mom meeting his sisters meeting his brothers securely and authentically and in your heart and respectfully and lovingly because you're authentic you're secure you know that you're already chosen you're already, you know, committed to. You don't need to be approved by this type of, you know, level. So you can come to this secure and actually form authentic bonds, actually form authentic relationships and actually form, yeah, an authentic relationship because otherwise the relationship will be innately distorted because you're just wanting desperately to be chosen, let's say, by his mom. Wanting desperately, maybe you don't like his mom. Maybe his mom doesn't like you and that's okay. That's okay. Does your man like you? 
Okay. Now, do you have respect? Are you respectful to anyone that he cares about? Yes. Is he in his authentic boundaries? So it's all about, is everyone in, in their authenticity? Is everyone, that's why it's so important. The root of this is to choose a fucking man who is in his fucking authenticity and a man who is fucking emotionally mature and a man who is committed to himself and a man who does the fucking work. A good man. Choose a good man, ladies. That's the last thing y'all that, that you guys need to stop tolerating is choosing bad fucking men vet men choose good men all right that's it that's all i got for you guys wow i've been talking for an hour i love you guys so much and i will talk to you soon and bye when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.